0: Do you know what we're doing? where you can get news about the Jamaican
1: culture and just
2: learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a city yard and abroad? You get to learn a new Jamaican Patois word or even a
0: Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the Patois word of the day. The Patois word is. Pasa pasa. Word today is. Taco <laughs> so Our word of the day is Duffy. Twang. Na no, liko, no, like twang. Not true. Sure. Yeah, enjoy tuning in to Wataguan. It happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So check them
1: out and bye from Toronto. Ados, Quebec, et la écoute Yes, I Wataguan.
2: I am a big fan of Wata Relevant and entertaining. So keep up the good work.
1: Watch Wata Guan.
2: Dig up yourself. Wata Waterguan.
1: Wata Yes I. Wata Watch Wata Always say I'm gonna go in the yard. Check it out. 7 p.m. every Friday. Okay.
0: Hello everybody. Wagwan? Oh no do. It's another Friday. So it's another episode of Watergone. So welcome everybody. New and old listeners, welcome. You know what time it is that you now have to go and call your friends, enemies, neighbors, and everybody and just let them know that Watagone is back. It's Friday yay hope everybody has had a good week, but your girl from Bongotown is back for another week of Water Go. I want to say a special welcome to those listening on Fresh FM Radio London. That's where I'm also tuning in for from for another episode of Water On. so welcome it. It's March and we continue to celebrate. Women's History Month. March 8th was International Women's Day. And again, we want to big up all the women who are doing great things. And today, as we continue to focus on women, in a few minutes, guess what? We're going to be hearing some interesting story of great innovation and success as we discuss the female entrepreneur's journey with Veronica a yinke Lerry. So stay tuned for that in Time to Reason. But before we go any further, one of my favorite part of Watagwan is patwa time. And this is where we get to share a word or a phrase that is only from none other than our beautiful island of Jamaica. And today we're going to go with a phrase and that phrase is bullbocker and dopi kankara Bullbocker and doppy kankara When you hear this term, if you hear somebody say it, do you know what it means? What does this phrase mean? So as usual, we want to make this thing very lively and engaging. So drop it in the comments down below what it means when somebody say, Bull buck and dopey conqueror. So in my way, when you hear somebody say, actually, I the, the oh, I know it is bull buck and dopey conqueror. But Donovan said it, you know it as bull bucker, But also tell me if it's bucker or buck. That too. So two things you need to do: drop the meaning and tell me whether it's bucker or buck. So when you hear somebody say or somebody messing with me, and me say something like, hmm. So, if you hear me say that, what does that mean? So, again, remember, drop it in the comments. I'm excited. Last week was a very exciting show. We looked at our women and how they age gracefully. And we spoke with Maxine Willocks. And she got you know, some good energy, especially like that little poem that she read and left us with some good gems. She encouraged women to find a good tribe, to embrace themselves and to find peace in nature. My big takeaway was just the need to just, was the need to just start to accept who you are and to enjoy you and your journey in this life. It was a great discussion. And if you missed it, you can go back to either Facebook or YouTube where you can air that episode and all the past episodes from Watergone. As I stated earlier, I love it. Well, we love it when you engage with us with your comments and your feedback. So please ensure to keep those coming. Okay. I, it's now time for us to share what's happening across Canada. And in Calgary, the Jamaican Canadian Association is hosting karaoke night on March 18th at the JCAA building at 611 3208 8 Avenue Northeast. The action starts at 6 p.m. and people is 6 p.m. real time, okay? Refreshments will be on sale, cash bar as well. All are welcome. Please bring a friend. It's going to be a good time. Unfortunately, I'm gonna be missing it, but bring a friend, okay? In Montreal, the Jamaican Association of Montreal is part of the 198th St. Saint, Saint Patrick's Day Parade on Sunday, March 19th. The parade starts at noon. The jam team are in section C and will meet at Guy and Levesque at 11.15 a.m. Revelers are welcome. For more information, contact Sharon at sharon.nelson at jcam slash montreal.com. So that's sharon.nelson at jcam slash montreal.com. I think it's hyphen, sorry, hyphen, montreal.com. And just a little bit of news from Yard dijon whisper richards signs pre-contract with chelsea football club schoolboy football sensation dijon whisper richards has signed a pre-contract with top english premier league club chelsea the announcement was made by phoenix academy founder craig butler via instagram last week richards who has been with phoenix since he was 12 12 years old recently went on a two week trial with EPL side Newcastle United, where we'll look to further establish his career in the EPL. And I just want to make mention that this is a KC old boy. For those of you who that might mean something to, but you know, just wanted to drop it in there. The Jamaican Association of Montreal is hiring a coordinator for their footsteps program. The role creates and offers activities for children online and in person. The perfect candidate should have studied and have experience in social work and a daycare setting. For those of you who are interested, you can call Diane at 438-390-7763 for more information. i really love what i go on so you're gonna keep hearing me saying there are favorite parts of the show that i like another favorite part of mine is time to reason and that we do with none other than the big man himself former prezzy of the jca alberta donovan simon so time to reason is up next
1: That's been a great discussion, David. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking the time. All
0: right. Uh yeah, What's up, Miss Nicole? I am here. I'm here, mate.
1: <laughs> oh You're here. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm here. There
1: yeah. you go. Oh, it's always amazing how, how Jamaicans get the accent very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm asking you that to do with what they serve on the airplane. <laughs> <But> <laughs> right? the,
0: the, the good thing is we don't even have to go on the airplane. You just want to go at the airport. You pick up the accent.
1: And you pick up the accent. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I, I, I hope you're having a blast and, and thanks for making the show happen. Uh yeah. it's 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 we're still celebrating women, yep. And today we have an exciting discussion. I tell you, this one is really exciting. Uh yep. the entrepreneurial journey because lots of women take it on, and it's a big challenge. So today we're gonna hear from Veronica, uh NK Oladere, Nigerian and Calgary-based. Yeah, I tell you the story is one we want to hear. So, guess what? Yeah, when do the reasoning. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll chat a little later. Yeah, All man. Right? We'll have
0: a good reason. Cool. Yeah, man.
1: Welcome to another Time to Reason here on Wataguan. And it's March and we continue to celebrate our women. And today we're going to look at a female entrepreneur's journey. And it's my pleasure. I've got in the wings uh, Veronica. And Ola Lere. She's from She has taken the plunge into entrepreneurship. She started a cake service back in 2018, then she started her own restaurant in 2019, which we hear as we have this conversation about a female entrepreneurs journey as we celebrate uh, women this March. Happy to bring uh, Veronica on (laughs) here at Wataguan. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thank you for having me, (laughs) Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm happy to be here. So I look forward to the amazing conversations we're going to be having and (laughs) also getting to know you and getting to know the amazing people who are on this channel.
1: Awesome.
2: Yes.
1: All right. Well, we're going to discuss the female entrepreneur our entrepreneur's journey, and you have taken the plunge. So maybe let's start a little bit by hearing about the journey to starting Ahimke's Kitchen.
2: Wow.
3: So as you said, Ahimke's Kitchen started as a kitchen services. I was uh, cooking from my home uh, when I had started Ahimke's Kitchen. You know, it was, uh, and then it became a restaurant and we offer nigerian authentic cuisine you know to people who are explorers food enthusiasts and the ones in calgary and like surrounding areas and um and most of our customers you know we're looking at increasing markets of like families and professionals uh but of course, I always say for those who do not know Nigerian food, uh, it is surprisingly hearty and delicious. I mean, it would automatically make you become a fan of African cuisine right away. Um, with the different uh, flavors, the textures on the yam combined with Nigerian soups. And even though all of this sounds interesting, um, I have gone through a lot of sacrifice. I would say I have put in a lot of sacrifice to get to this state. Um, My story is filled with i usually would say blood sweat
2: tears. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i don't want to make it look all fancy uh because it isn't um i guess got kitchen started uh when i decided that i was going to leave a toxic marriage with my two toddlers in 2018 mm-hmm. and you know like i knew what i was gonna do was um I, I came to Canada as a student, uh, that was in 2010, mm-hmm. and then going to university and um, experiencing and understanding the structure around how things are done in this part of the world. and compared to when I just came in and had a huge culture shock, mm-hmm. um, I knew for a fact that I wanted to start the business and run it properly but i didn't know what to do or how to go about it um so i worked as a family counselor for four years until um suddenly i had to leave this well-paying 95 job uh, in order for me to fulfill becoming like a better parent for my kids um uh, because at that point I was already considering that I was going into separation from this uh, marriage, and even though it was a very tragic and scary de- decision for me to make, because there was literally no one nowhere that I know than myself to provide for my kids. Despite all of that fact, I was extremely optimistic and hardworking. So at times I, I couldn't help but feel all of everything that would come with it the depression the anxiety almost like the darkest period of my life Um, but i think three months down the road i decided i wanted to do this properly and the only place i could run to was social media I knew that social media was there. It was just growing, you know, the whole Facebook, Instagram, everyone (laughs) was all about it. So I was like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting out of something that I don't even know what's going to happen on the other hand. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if people are even going to support me, even though I know that I'm a really good cook. Cause I, Mm -hmm. I was raised in a family of 12 and, um, we were to cook. always cooking big. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it forced wasn't a small, it wasn't a small pot. So I right. and I was the last girl. So I did a lot of prepping. I did a lot of cooking. I mm-hmm. did a lot of things in the kitchen with my mom and my sisters. Um, but uh during this time I knew that the best people that would support me and help me are people that don't know me at all because right. I was right. going through my own um fear based off what I was experiencing at that moment. Mm-hmm. So ran my, I was cooking every day. I would cook every day for three months, and I would post it on social media. Slowly, a um, few months in, maybe like about two months, my demand started to grow. And uh, I decided to look into commercial space mm-hmm. uh, where I could actually register and have my permit successful. There's no issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent out over 10 emails to different commercial kitchens in 2018. Right. It wasn't the way it is now that everyone is Everyone is like, oh, yes, we accept renting it. Right. I went through all of that. They not so understand the food. Um, we We're not sure if this you're going to be a right fit for us. Right. Uh, and just because they're not familiar with what I was coming with. So, Um, it was insane, but, (laughs) but also the fact that the prices was just, it was too much for me to afford Mm -hmm. as I'm just coming off from like being in my own kitchen space Mm -hmm. uh, to like, how much am I charging my customers? And then I had to quickly learn and know the few things that I knew as of then. So I registered to, um, I registered to take, uh, like, um, incubator course. Okay. So the city of Calgary would offer like incubator courses to businesses. You would right. see different options like that on tribe incubators. Um, so I registered for one, and it was the beginning of my eye opener because I was mm-hmm. like, I think just from I'm just gonna cook a little, you know, I'm just gonna um have a small space and I'm just gonna enjoy like just enjoy what I'm doing to like right. um your business has to be. Has to be um, community focused. And I'm like, what? I'm not even here for that. Like, (laughs) community is on the side. I don't know what that is about. Like, I just want to be able to take care of myself and my kids. Why are you telling me that I have to take care of the whole community with me (laughs) to grow? (laughs) It's already tough. I can't do this. And throughout my incubator course i kept trying to understand why does my business have to be a social enterprise Mm
2: -hmm.
3: why do i have to take this route when i finished the course and i started implementing i was implementing on the go. but once the course was done there was more time for me to implement when i started implementing it was until two years after i was like oh my god this makes sense why would you not be community focused why would i not want to do this to support my community because that's the only way my community is going to support me back you know it's it's literally the power of give and take and that's just how life goes and so um with several failed attempts of me finding a space, I, I found this company called Image ImageUp. It's an organization in Calgary that supports businesses by giving them spots to operate from. And okay. Image Hub doesn't exist anymore. But during my process of incubator, um, Image Up kept coming to my mind. I'm like, Image Hub, like what if I'm able to do something that can it, it wasn't it, it wasn't even a thing then. I think there was just a lot of information then. <laughs> yeah, and right. then it was after i was like okay then when he up closed down i was back to square one again so then i told myself i was gonna find a place and from that place i'm going to make sure that what i the opportunity i was able to get to emerge up because mm-hmm. up was able to link me up to an african restaurant that allowed me to register my permits
2: right
3: and have a a space to actually properly serve people right so that was the first step for me and so when emerge all closed down i was like yeah that's it this is what i'm gonna do if i'm able to get myself a space i would make sure that that space can give to the community a space to the immigrants community a space where they can cook or where they can do whatever it is with your food business and be sustainable when it comes to income, all at the same time, being authentic to their culture and craft, like because that. that's what I got.
1: Culture. I like so, that.
3: You know, that was what I got from the, from the, from the restaurant that I was able to use for the few, for like almost six months and
2: mm-hmm.
3: four months. And then that four months immediately at the fifth month, I got my own place.
2: Right,
3: And so, that was that was it for me like that was the time i was like okay we're doing this so that's where okay YYC came from but as right. of now it's not still concrete i wasn't right. still sure but i had that going slowly just when i thought all my bad luck was over after <laughs> working in that kitchen for four months the owner decided to discontinue the lease
2: right
3: and I was like, Oh my God, I thought I just had all of this plans. What just happened? So yeah. at this point, I'm like, I'm going to give up. Like I cannot count a times I mean, told myself I'll give up, wake up the next morning and carry my laptop and get right back into it <laughs> over and over again. So, and then I got this I got the restaurant space in 2019. Mm -hmm. From the owner saying uh, I want to I want to let go I had to find somebody else and the other person too was like you know I want to sell the place and I was like what you're selling all of a sudden from like I'm renting to like you're selling and then you want to kick me out again this was gonna be the second person who was gonna be kicking me out
2: Mm -hmm.
3: then she started advising me and saying why don't you buy it why don't you buy the equipment of why don't you and now I'm going from I'm not even making anything to like you're telling me I'm gonna have a restaurant, like what? But then I have all of these paperworks and these thoughts and these processes at the back, at the back end, because I had started
2: right.
3: with knowledge, because I had started with incubator, because right, I wanted right. to know. So all of this was very helpful for me. So at this point, I decided to find um I was willing to stick to that kitchen, paid off and got the restaurant space and then we remodeled, remodeled and remodeled. There were times where I had to paint the wall myself because <laughs> painters were extremely expensive and I couldn't do and I had to learn about like colors and everything. <laughs> like literally that's it was it's pretty interesting. And um with the help of my loyal customers, because I kept pushing online, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 90% of our customers up until now are from social media that's interesting facebook instagram so we kept going this way and because of that i know that i have loyal customers and i was able to find that space and i knew that okay this journey is gonna be tough (laughs) but you know like um this is a milestone for me and i've been Mm. able to i currently have five uh employees that i work with Mm -hmm. and also about three contractors and sincerely like this is all all around everything my mission has always been to connect to my customers for fine dining experience the same way ingredients are connected to food but also holding on to family holding on to the fact that that is my route you know i pride myself to preparing good and fresh food, like we source all our items locally from farmers here in Calgary, and also like to support um, other businesses here in Calgary. We don't ship anything in, we just try to put back into the community. In addition to all of this being good for for the local economy and the environment, our main aim is to always provide the tasty, good, yummy, delicious,
1: man. (laughs) And I soon come to to the community part of stuff. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your perception of being female on this journey, black female in Calgary, uh, taking on this journey.
3: Oh, my goodness. I think um, being black, it's, it's first a huge one, then being a female being a black female in the food industry first of all you're thinking about the fact that there is completely no access to capital
2: mm-hmm.
3: um and when it comes to black women it's even more because and then when it comes to a black woman that is a single mom <laughs> so i had a lot of challenges and people believing what i said i was gonna do um i had a lot of challenges uh that in also like getting support that i needed when it comes to like financial support um when it comes to even you know that like there was just this million times i had to prove myself a million times i had to prove myself i had to prove my business a million times Mm -hmm. for me to uh be accepted for me to be accepted and um it's funny how i meet other uh restaurant owners here in calgary that are females that are immigrants they do not come out as often they right. do not come out and speak they do not come out and it's it's a lot it's a lot of mental draining being a female in this industry mm. um food industry is tough is not for the weak like you (laughs) but you have to be strong you have to be firm um you have to also be soft because the business cannot grow without the wings of other people supporting you right
2: right right, Um, right
3: but for me it has always been that the the fundings, having the fundings, being able to speak up. I almost like I if I'm going to get a funding, you know, I'm going to get um some sort of support that it's going to grow the business i have to have a guy beside me i have to have a friend beside me yeah. i have to have a, and then i've learned that i even have to have my wife friends beside me to make it easier <laughs>
2: like, right
3: right and i have to educate them about what i'm doing and get them completely in love with it so that when we go together i'm going to be speaking but then they're going to be backing me up Right. That is what it takes. And it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's that's sad.
2: Yeah,
3: it's, it's really sad. It's, um, yeah, that's what we do when it comes to being black. And the fact that people don't trust that you would get the service done. Right. That's also there too, because we already have the trust issue going on within ourselves. Mm -hmm. we already have the fear we already have the doubts because of the stereotype and now you now have to deal with all of that you have to almost like build something completely different from what Mm -hmm. you're used to in order for you to enter the market and feel like yes i'm in here too i exist
1: (laughs) (laughs) so listen with all of that happening you have found a way to tap into technology, to tap into social media, and to expand your footprint. Uh, I'm gonna bring something on screen here because I want people to see. So you started, you went into TV.
2: I did.
3: Okay, (laughs) so guys, you remember that my business started in 2018 from my house. I got into into the restaurant in 2019, November. I signed Mm -hmm. a lease and then COVID hit 2020. Like right, 2020 February COVID hit. It was so bad. Lots of restaurants were closing down. But between this, this really helped me, and that's why I talk about. Um, that's why I talk about setting up your business properly um, during the 2018 to 2019, because I had rented space. I had paid for rent. I had my business permit. I had a license into a space i i had the opportunity to get the government loan so when food businesses were i had the opportunity for my business to grow and then mm-hmm. i also had the opportunity to get business loan because i had already made enough capital to show for it and i have all of this back end i was already dealing with too hiring and things like that so even though i had my first staff as of then just one by 2020 the business was going to cons- was going to just crash. Nothing was going to like we started with buffet. Buffet requires people coming in, sitting mm-hmm. down, dining yeah. with other people. Right. First of all, it was a no-go area. Right.
2: <laughs> like- right.
3: So we had to quickly close it up. And because we were already familiar with social media, we knew that people wanted websites. We knew that people wanted seamless. They don't want to talk to anybody. They just want to place their order and go. We know that people want smooth delivery, but we couldn't afford that as of then. So instead of the business going down, even after I got the loan, I still didn't understand the proper structure that I need to put in place mm-hmm. for that one to work for the business.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I knew no matter how much I put here, we would close down, we would open again, we would close down. That wasn't working. Like right, right. we had to do something that would keep us in front of the screen. We right. had to do something that would keep the social media going. We have to do something. I other than we're closing down oh we're gonna shut down again we're sorry then we bring a restriction note and we say oh you gotta get your vaccine and then people be like i'm not gonna go like so we understood that we had to quickly set up Uber Eats, DoorDash, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But outside that, for people to be able to recognize that we set up the Uber Eats DoorDash and skip the dishes, and also we started accepting orders on our website, for people to be able to accept that, they needed marketing. Right. So right. what are we going to, outside the fact that it's pandemic, people are already scared of going out, right. what can we put out there that is going to put people's mind at ease yeah. and also remind remind them that we're still here. And
2: here comes that the cooking we're here.
3: We can still provide the food. Yeah. <laughs> now you can get it online. You don't have to come to us. We don't have to come. Like, it's seamless. Uh, it's even curbside drop off. Like, you don't want to see anybody. We right. sim it up. We're, so the idea for the cooking show, even though it was it was from open kitchen yyc The i guess springed from open kitchen yyc remember i guess kitchen's mission is to nurture harmonies in homes Mm -hmm. so we have to go back to the drawing board and say what can we bring and then we went to okay yyc and i was like um this is not gonna happen because as of then as of like we're looking at 2020 Mm -hmm. we already had um, mini businesses that were using our services The mm-hmm. so open kitchen, YYC helps immigrant food businesses right. to sustain themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So we had very many ones that were using it. Once COVID hit, everyone canceled their subscription <laughs> immediately. There was, it wasn't even, I I wasn't the one saying, I'm like, you can't your subscription. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than hard. You know? yeah. So um i knew that open kitchen had to do something so Mm -hmm. if open kitchen was all about supporting immigrant food businesses then somehow open kitchen has to keep putting immigrant food on the map right so if open kitchen is going to put immigrant food on the map and i guess kitchen needs help with marketing then open kitchen yyc is going to create cooking show that i'm gonna be a host on that cooking show right where we're going to bring families together because at this point i guess kitchen open kitchen our umbrella is literally nurturing harmonies in homes so we had this first one as daddy's recipe and then the second one as mommy's recipe we had five episodes at daddy's recipe and six episodes for mommy's recipe Mm -hmm. and we created this amazing cooking show with families where families get to parents get to cook with their kids it was it was eye opening to see dad cooking with their children creating bonds creating memories uh, strengthening the relationship because of because of that this this cooking show was so focused on immigrant food Right. We wanted to keep showcasing immigrant food because if Canadian mainstream restaurants are closing down, <laughs> and immigrant food does not even exist on right. the map, <laughs> right. So right. we're not even touching the surface of the map. Mm-hmm. So then, and mainstream restaurants are closing down, then by the time pandemic was over,
2: All we would. <laughs>
3: We just we just gone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's why we said, let's focus this cooking show. Let's make sure that people continue to watch this show. And this show is going to be focused on families. And these families are going to be immigrants. Mm-hmm. And um that way we could also support them with right. meals from the restaurant. So right. that's how the cooking show came about. Yeah. Um tell us head about it, and they were like, Wow, this is great. We're gonna sponsor this show. Oh. This sounds good. Yes. So um, tell us, Optic TV sponsored the show. We are currently on on the website. We have all the channels that was streaming every day,
2: all
3: mm-hmm. the week, every minute, every second. We're just sitting down there um and streaming. Yes. So the the Kids Learning Channel, uh, the Community Connection, Curiosity Center, Game Timer, Art and Culture, Indigenous um, Videos. Yes. So we're sitting on all of these platforms, um, on Telus Optic TV, and they continue to support Iron Cat's Cooking Show every single year, as long as we're willing to do it. That's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it
3: is.
1: Time is going. I have two more quick ones uh it's it's we're celebrating into international women's month and we celebrate women what are some of the things that you you think need to be done more in our community whether it's by government or by the community itself to encourage more female entrepreneurs
2: Hmm.
3: for me i think the first thing is for female entrepreneurs to accept that failure is unavoidable. Cause I think it all starts from the fear. It all starts from the fear. Mm-hmm. Once you, cause when it comes to the black female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs are smart. Like if you can, if you can be a black female, if you can be a black female, that is 100%. Now you know black minds of you are you are above the bar. But the only problem we have is the fear and accepting that failure is unavoidable. Are there things that the government can do? The government has a lot, not even just government, even um, venture capitals, even non-for-profit organizations, um, tons of charity organizations that are set out there to support food businesses, immigrant businesses, um, black immigrant businesses, BIPOC businesses. So it it's all it's all it's mostly about accepting and learning from the failure and understanding that your failures are absolutely essential for your growth. And I feel like as um, as a black person, uh, based of where I was raised, um, as a black woman, the opportunity to voice out, to growing up, the opportunity to speak for myself. Mm-hmm. To, I grew up in a family of 12. Yeah. I was n- number 10. So <laughs> the opportunity to speak up for myself was never... <laughs> So I wasn't raised to to have that um to stand up for myself, to do to believe in myself in various ways. Like it was always the just keep quiet, you're the girl, just go sit down in the corner. It's okay. Don't even make a fuss of anything and take care of your brothers.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so um and then growing up of course it becomes it becomes a problem it becomes um it stays in our subconscious mind so you have to learn if this is your situation or whatever the situation is i feel that what holds us back as female entrepreneur mostly is the fear the failure and like not willing to accept new opportunities so you can do, you you can start with something but you don't have to continue with that thing Mm -hmm. you can like your so here's the thing the purpose can remain the same but the goals can change right you can have that this is the purpose we're not gonna switch from this this is what we're gonna Mm order but how we're gonna get there be open for it to change Mm -hmm. the new opportunities uh, Mm -hmm. because without those opportunities you never know when it will strike and being prepared for it also is another thing you know right. um i feel like as I, I mean i i grew up in a family where both my parents were business owners they were i thought i was gonna kill it <laughs> like i didn't <laughs> i feel like it was my blood and i'm just gonna kill it like there's nothing i started business when i was nine years old i would my dad had a filling station back in my own, own country nigeria Mm-hmm. And I would make like puff puff and like snacks and put it in a cute glass bowl and take it with him when he's going and just go sit down at one corner and sell that and right. just save it for my own, myself. So right. I feel like I had all of this going on. I knew what I was doing. But the thing is, in business, every day you have to be open to learn. Right. You don't know. Like it's almost like you're a student every single day and you have to let people who know mm-hmm. come in and help you um i feel like these are the things that old female back the most because it's always you get to, you think you want to do it all you could do it or you can figure it out you can think about it or yeah. you could do like there is no there's just no room in your head that other people need to come in and support the business to grow mm-hmm. um so uh do what you enjoy yeah make something you know like Pursue your interest. Yeah, don't stop like push yourself like I feel like it's the pushing yourself and breaking the barriers like rethinking changing the idea that you have and positioning yourself for more growth change your yeah. idea to like I'm going to be willing to grow and whatever, you know, like sometimes you talk to yourself and those. Talks make a lot of sense (laughs) because everything that we are outside is always from the inside. Mm -hmm. So, once you set yourself in the inside, things begin to happen, and then you get to attract what you truly need. There's so many opportunities out there, there's so many opportunities right out there when it comes to even uh, financing your business. Like, when it comes to grants, um, I'm not even talking about you starting up. You necessarily don't have to get a loan. I didn't get yeah. a loan starting up. I did not do that because yeah. I didn't understand what it takes to get it all. And remember, I'm a black woman, so I got to yes. have someone beside me.
2: Yeah. That's
3: yeah. that a financial advisor
2: mm-hmm.
3: that has mm-hmm. a different skin mm-hmm. that can speak for me. Um, So we have that going on too. And also just believing in yourself, your own strength, your ability, yeah. you know, no matter what, like, your external expectation is, just always stay in the positive realm. Because yeah. it's a lot to be a woman and then then it's a lot to be a black woman. Yeah. It's a whole lot. And then to be a black woman in entrepreneur. And then in a country where you were not raised or in a yeah. country, even a country you were raised because it's all about the community you grew up in. Right? Really, right? So be open to looking for opportunities where you Can make positive change in the world,
1: yeah. I think I've that's one, my... I have one last question for you because time is clicking and I have, I have to respect that. Uh, what's the most fulfilling part of the journey for you so far?
2: Hmm. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: huh. the most fulfilling part of this journey so far for me is that.
2: I'm still serving people mm-hmm. um, every day that I get. Um, you're the te- technician,
3: you're also the CEO, the manager, did this did that um, and the fact that every day that I stand up and I decide to do this, my core value remains that I'm helping people. That's it. I'm helping people. I'm saving the environment. I'm prioritizing family. So those three things are so key for me because um, when I look at it, I don't have a lot of employees, but I'm grateful that I'm helping people through that. I'm supporting some families. Um, I'm saving the environment. And guest Kitchen is we've completely moved to environmental friendly. Um, Our packages are changed. We now use reusables. Um, Like It's amazing the change that just putting the environment in mind, doing business, makes it easy for me to wake up every day and say, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I'm doing this so that things can be better. Um, I'm doing this so that I can at every time say my value is to prioritize family. How do we continue to support families? How do we continue to um how do we continue to raise a better generation? So that's yeah. it for me. Like that's 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 what I hold on to because entrepreneurship is not is <laughs> <it's laughs> not for the weak. You gotta have something that continues to like um, keeps you going, and it has yeah. to make so much meaning, and that meaning has to be bigger than you. Because if it's not bigger than you, then you're not going to do it as much. You're not going to be as dedicated, because um, trials are going to come, and then you have to be able to remember to recenter yourself back to your why.
1: Yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, I'd love to go on forever on this. I love <laughs> the energy. Uh, I hope all the people who are watching take a gem <laughs> from this. Find your why, find your purpose. It will come with all kinds of challenges, but it can be done. There's a ton of opportunity. Uh, Veronica Olalere, Ahenke's Kitchen here in Calgary. Check out the Ahenke's uh, cooking show, folks, support. uh, But more than anything, we appreciate your sharing your energy and your experience with us thank
3: you thank you i'm i'm happy to i'm really glad to i'm happy to come on here and um share about this i'm hoping that this can inspire as much uh black food entrepreneur black entrepreneurs in general no matter what you do um yeah and i wish you all luck and (laughs) success
1: (laughs) awesome thanks same to you take care
2: yes all right bye (laughs)
1: uh another great show uh, we look forward to more. Take care. Listen, this has been a great discussion. Uh, David, thanks, thanks for changing the channel. All right. Uh... You're, 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 you're on mute, Nicole, and I'm not sure why.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not sure why either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a good reason. You probably have to change the, the segment from time to reason to gem, gem droppers, something like that. Time to drop gem. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, you mom. know, lots of lots of great tips. But you know, maybe the biggest thing I took away from it was the pleasure she found in her purpose. Yeah. It is clearly something that energizes her, that keeps her going. The challenges become secondary because the purpose is so profound to her. Yeah, And I think uh, any any, not just women, I think anybody watching should feel inspired by yeah. by that commitment to purpose and commitment to achieving right
0: and i like how oh, she didn't like fluff it up you know sometimes some people come and they make it seem like oh it's so easy Everything's perfect like yeah i like the fact that she she said mm yeah it's not, it's not for the faint of heart but one a big piece that she that i took away is when she said that um knowing your purpose is, 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 is the key part of it, because you, your, your purpose can stay the same, but then the goals change. I'm yeah, like, oh,
1: and you adjust, and, and so there you go. It made a lot of sense, yeah. yeah so, yeah, much. good, good, good stuff, you know. And like yeah. I said, I hope anybody watching, listening, can take away some of those gems, as you as you mentioned, right? Uh, keep 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 the purpose going this is part of what we do at Watagwan. <laughs> yes
0: definitely definitely that so information
1: all right well i don't see a ton of comments so i'm, I'm going to okay. pause and, and let you close it out and then we'll come back again yeah, and do it all next right. time all right
0: yeah man cool take care all right okay folks i hope you all were listening and, you know, I had a notebook writing down. I had my phone thing up and I was taking a bit of notes because I was very interested in what she was saying. And again, just want to remind you folks that this thing gets going by the fact that you keep it engaging. So remember to always drop your thingies in the comments below your reaction to the show or answering the question. Karis thank you grace um is saying great job donovan yeah definitely a good interview but if remember part to a time for bull Booker, and up conqueror so i'm guessing no one is talking to me today but folks remember you have to, a have to chat to me man you have to put some things in the comments so we can keep it going so a uh, bull Booker, and up conqueror is someone who is fearless as Jamaica, and that's the main afraid nobody. So when you're a bull bucker and a dopey conqueror, nobody, you're not afraid. Of. So remember next time to drop the stuff into the comments and let us have a good convo. So for next week's show. We're still continuing with the trend of talking to women because it's March and it's Women's History Month. So we'll be talking about our women, the struggle for recognition. And we will be talking to Hagar Sahil with the speak on the many issues women continue to face, which are discriminatory, demeaning and downright unfair while, sorry, many ignore the issues and maintain the status quo. Will these issues go over or ever go away? How do women manage these issues and spread the successes? So join us next week for another Time to Reason, a.k.a. Gem Dropper special. So join us next week. We invite your friends. And in order for you to do that, you can share your messages with us on Wataguan National while we share our stories and experiences. You do this by advertising with us as we continue to grow. Contact us via whataguan.ca or any of our social media handles. And as I said, social media handles, just a reminder to follow us on all the platforms that we're on. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, our YouTube, we're on LinkedIn, and we also have a website. So check out the website, and that's at www.waterguan.ca Send us an email or send us a message through Facebook or Instagram. And as we have come to the end of another great week and another good show, I just want to say thank you for showing up. Thanks for tuning in to What I Guan. It's your girl from Bongo Town signing out for another week. Walk good, me people. Walk good.